Hello and welcome to this episode of Moola Talks. We are your hosts Ritu Prasad and Meeta Gupta and together we invite you to travel this journey of attaining financial freedom with us. So what do we want from you? As a woman, we want you to take charge of your own life and feel financially independent and secure. And if that is your goal, then join us in this exciting and fulfilling journey towards your own financial awareness and well-being. In this podcast, we will be having conversations around mindsets that we as women have had over years of social conditioning, our fears about money, the power dynamics that managing money brings, and as a result, the financial challenges, mistakes, and decisions that we as women make. We will also be talking about how we can gradually overcome these challenges and start being aware of our own finances and managing them with more confidence and ease. This is a Moola Talks podcast and now let's begin today's episode. In this episode, Meeta let's talk about perhaps the biggest irony of a woman's life, divorce. Come to think of it, imagine for a young girl whose dream or life goal is marriage i mean most of the girls it is and they've been like waiting for their prince charming all their lives and from that to a situation where she now has to seek divorce pretty heartbreaking no yeah true ritu i actually didn't really think about it like that it really is ironical I don't think boys really fantasize marriage the way girls do. And so for them it's for you know for the girls it's such an emotional high to get married. And then imagine how it must feel to be betrayed. I wouldn't generalize here Meeta, a couple can seek divorce due to many reasons and it needn't be just betrayal. In fact nowadays there are many women who are seeking divorces because they have a different set of expectations from life which may not be aligned to their partners agree what do you think are the leading causes of divorce ritu well i was doing some research the other day and what i found was lack of commitment financial challenges infidelity and money problems these are some of the leading causes of divorce in the world It's like when couples can't agree on financial matters it can cause a lot of stress and conflict. Like let's face it Ritu, women do earn less than men. Also they're more vulnerable financially. They also live longer and leave their work for their kids. And hence I think whatever the reason be, they are definitely more on the receiving end when it comes to, you know, a marriage going awry. Absolutely. I think for a guy it's pretty easy to move on at least financially I mean I'm not talking about and judging about the emotional and mental loss but for a woman she has probably you know left her career she no longer has the skill sets to get back to a job and she's probably moved into a comfort zone in terms of lifestyle and she's now you know pretty used to that and she also all her life has thought that she'll be taken care of and her responsibility is to take care of the kids and family yeah absolutely and then suddenly bang 
one word divorce and i think it really shakes up her whole world it's like now where do i start from here whether the divorce is expected or unexpected but once i think the axe has fallen then it's like for a woman suddenly everything for her becomes from familiar to alien hmm you don't know where you belong i mean this place that till now you thought was yours and suddenly you feel uprooted you know it's like first when you got married you were uprooted now suddenly you know you've been you kind of think that this is your home now and then again it's such an unsettling thing so there is a constant feeling of not belonging anywhere it's a very very scary feeling you feel abandoned and you actually feel homeless and there is this big question mark like what like next next so true ritu and i think whether you're a working woman or a homemaker the situation is more or less the same perhaps for you know a working woman there would be a little bit of a financial comfort but it really depends on each situation yeah like we earlier we've been talking about this that women there is this huge financial dependence that they have on the male members of their family whether it's the fathers husbands and or sons for a large part of their lives and then you know when an event like this happens you suddenly feel the ground slip from under your feet i mean you are anxious vulnerable there is heartbreak there is anger there is grief it's like a roller coaster of emotions na and also you are full of doubt the self doubt really creeps in because you you know the relationship's gone so there is this whole thing who was responsible maybe it was me kind of a thing you know yeah and that's why i think a lot of women also end up staying in bad marriages despite things being bad and because of this you know they kind of become victim to things like domestic violence or abuse like you may have heard of this phrase like you know in hindi movies or uh, in various places it says tum jaogi kahan hmm yeah it's true did you see the movie darlings i mean alia bhat's husband was abusive and for the longest time she did not even think of getting out of the relationship hoping it will get better Meeta, a lot of women keep thinking it will get better. I mean, I really wonder, would she have behaved differently if she was financially independent? I don't know. I think she would have. Yeah, I hope so. But I think, you know, the situation is pretty much agnostic of the class or the economic strata that you belong to. In fact, now that you're talking about darlings, There's so many Bollywood movies made on this same theme of women staying in bad marriages because of their lack of options. And then in a number of these cases, these men ultimately realize the worth of their wives and either they, you know, because they've fallen fatally ill or they're cheated by their lovers and then they get back to their wives. Yeah. But I mean, come on. You can't stay in bad marriages or in toxic situations because you don't have an option. or you are waiting for the spouse to improve you're so right ritu but thankfully now there is no longer a social stigma attached to divorce 
But however, the question still remains for the woman that how will she survive financially? And then what will happen to her kids? I recently saw an interview of Pooja Bedi and I really liked it. Unlike Mita in a lot of other cases, in this case, she wanted to divorce her husband because she wasn't happy in that marriage. And despite the fact that she did not get any alimony from her husband, she worked her way from scratch to not only financially take care of herself and the kids, but she also ended up giving a loan to her ex-husband. I think for her, the revenge was the 16% that she charged on the loan. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. So, Ritu, you'll agree that women are by far more resilient. They keep uprooting themselves and then keep rerouting themselves. The survival instinct is so strong in women and I think it's much higher than in men. Absolutely. But still, let's think about how women should secure themselves. I think while there are no right answers, what I feel is that one should be prepared for the worst while living and hoping for the best. And divorce is one such worst situation that can happen to anyone at any point in time. So how do we stay prepared for this what if of our lives? By building our probably our security, our awareness, our support systems, maybe our knowledge and also our wealth while the going is good. You know, when you said awareness, what do you mean by that? Awareness means that awareness about things like how much your husband is earning, what's your net worth, what's in your name, where is the money, how do you access it, what are your rights, etc., etc. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. And if we haven't said it loud enough, here it is again. Managing your money is an absolute life skill, which keeps you out of a lot of terrible situations. It's a must do. Ritu, do you think it's all getting too serious? Okay, let me tell you a joke. Okay. A man and his wife are at a high school reunion. And, you know, the wife notices that her husband is looking at this woman and she, he's been staring at her for a very long time while this woman is drinking her gin and she's, you know, on a table next, next to theirs. So his wife asks him that, do you know this woman? So he says, yeah, she's my ex-wife. And, you know, he's this, she took to drinking right after the divorce and she hasn't been sober ever since, you know, thinking that, Okay, you know, Bichari, you know, she's still recovering. And the wife has a different take. She says, oh my God, who would think a person could go on celebrating for that long? That is really (laughs) funny. Thank you for making this lighter. But come to think of it, we've come a long way from divorce being a taboo word to now people actually throwing divorce parties to celebrate their freedom. Mm, Yes, absolutely. But Mita, on a serious note, let's also look at what are the rights of a woman after a divorce. So I think depending on the income of the husband, the alimony is given to a wife to support her lifestyle that she is used to during her married life. But I think it's all still very grey. Because let's face it, a lot of women have no idea what their husbands are earning or where the money really is. 
So at the time of settlement, a woman literally has no proof to show how much her husband is really earning. And then that's why she can't rightfully claim what she's entitled to. So yeah, ultimately, it really depends on the man, on what he wants to give to his ex-wife. If he's generous, then she may get a decent sum. But mostly from my experience, what I see is that most women really get nothing. Also, a lot of cases, the women have no right even to their own house where they've been living for years. On top of that, Nita, the husbands more than often wash their hands off even the responsibility of the kids. I personally know two close friends of mine who after they got a divorce, they got nothing. And they had to take the complete financial responsibility of their kids. Matlab, their education, their marriage, everything. While the guys have moved on and they got younger women who they started dating then and are married now. So I think it's pretty much, you know, for a woman, she has to rewrite her own story again after divorce. Like they have to actually undergo a full metamorphosis and throw off their self-doubt out of the window. Like even if you see these celebrities who, you know, divorced like Malaika Rora or think of Suzanne Khan, they're all doing their business and also taking care of their kids. And the kids happily go to their dad's house during weekends. Yeah, so I think women are truly resilient and limitless. So when the going gets tough, these tough women really get going. Absolutely. So now that we're talking about kids, let's talk about another issue, Ritu, which is the mental and the emotional stability of the kids when the parents are going through this divorce. I think that's a tough one. Like they suddenly see this family unit collapse and after the divorce, they develop commitment phobias and insecurities for themselves. Yeah, it's definitely very tough on the kids. And I think so the faster one is able to come on one side of this situation, probably the better it is for the kids. Though it's like not just theoretical, practically it is very hard to do that. Because then, you know, the sooner you get out of it, the better it is for them. It will help them readjust their expectations and their thoughts and their emotions to this new normal. Yeah, I think it's truly tough to take these decisions. But thankfully, since divorce is no longer, you know, considered such a taboo topic for women any longer, things are actually probably getting a little better. Also, as women, we should not feel alone in this journey, I think. Because while taking a tough decision like divorce, it's easier said than done. But it's it'll be nice if, you know, women don't have that victim mindset. Yeah, and there are so many support groups now that handhold you through the process and they help you heal and realign yourself after a divorce. And like you said, once you shift your mindset from a victim mindset to a growth mindset, then stepping out of something which was not working out for various reasons, it can be quite liberating. Ritu, like always, we've had a detailed discussion today about divorce from a woman's perspective. So today we talked about how emotionally and financially traumatic it can be for a woman to undergo a divorce. And that is why, as women, we need to be prepared while the going is good and create awareness around our finances so that if the axe falls, then we are better prepared to handle the situation. 
And we also talked about how divorce should no longer be considered as a doomsday scenario and how we women are really resilient to gather ourselves and make our lives work despite all these setbacks. And of course, as a woman, we should not shy away from seeking support since there are now so many support systems available to help us, uh, you know, handhold us. Absolutely. And that is why at Moolah, our endeavor is also to be a support for women who want to financially take charge of their lives. And so, dear listeners, if you wish to begin your journey towards your financial independence, then do listen in to our two-hour free masterclass. The link for that is available in the show notes. So, Meeta, at the end of today's episode, what is your Moolah mantra for our listeners? I would like to tell our listeners that as a woman, it is extremely important to do your own financial planning and to set your own financial goals for yourself and for your kids and your family. This will help you in achieving clarity about your own financial situation so that you can work towards improving the situation. It will also help you in creating a roadmap for yourselves, which will help you in reducing your stress and towards you working towards a goal in a step-by-step manner. So what it means is that from the very beginning, you should be involved and cognizant about all your financial matters, whether it is your spouse's income, your bank account details, your per month expenditure, your income, your own net worth, your spouse's net worth, the details about your house, who owns it, where are the papers, etc, etc. So there are no shocks. And at the same time, you should also be aware of how much money you need for the future major events in your life. Like it could be your kids' education, their marriage, your retirement, or any other specific financial goal that you may want to or may like to pursue. Like you may want a a house of your own, you may want to start a business, or you may want to travel. So, you know, you can plan these major life goals. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are taking back for yourself some financial wisdom. To keep learning more about Moolah in a simple, fun and non-jargon way, follow this podcast. And if you like any part of what we do, please leave a 5-star rating on your podcast listening app. Also, feel free to connect with us on our Instagram handle at Women or personally with either of us over LinkedIn to share about your financial journey. We would love to hear them. So signing off with what Rosie and Barr says, the thing that women have yet to learn is that nobody gives you power. You just take it. So yes, let's give ourselves the permission to empower ourselves. That's all for today. Thank you once again for being here. And sayonara until we will meet you again in the next episode.